0: And welcome to the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast, episode 383. Greetings, everyone. Tom Purcell here. Thanks so much for joining us. So glad that you did. If you're a first-time listener, a long-time subscriber, maybe you fit somewhere in between the two of those. It doesn't matter. We're just glad you joined us today. Our special guest today joins us from out in Carlsbad, California. He is the U.S. Sports Marketing Manager for the Wedge Design Team at TaylorMade Golf. Mr. Greg Cesario, the West Coast version. Greg, that's how you pronounce it, right? Thanks for joining us. That is is perfect. You know, actually, uh, people call me Caesar for short, so let's just make it really easy. If I'm recalling right, Greg, I don't think we've had you on before. Give us a little background about your role at TaylorMade, your day to day, and uh, and what all you're
1: involved in. Oh, my gosh. Uh, do we have a couple hours? Um, no, it's, uh, you know, I've, I've been at TaylorMade for uh, just about 13 years. Um, I came on board, I was previously at Titleist for about 14 years before that. So I've been around since industry for quite some time. Um, tried to chase this wonderful game out of college. I played at Arizona State on the team and, uh, had a a nice little professional career for about six to seven years. Uh, was fortunate to get my tour card, uh, for a year. So that was a a great experience realizing that, um, I'm not putting food on the table very often. So it was time to move into the other side of the business. Uh, I grew up with a father who was actually a Hall of Fame club maker and club designer, Mario Cesario. And uh, so he he started uh, teaching me about club making, club design when I was about 14, 15 years old. And uh, he put a wedge in my hand um, early in my, in my life and uh, said, if you want to play differently through the turf, you have to learn how to shape the club differently. And you have to understand how, you know, the club interacts with the turf. So that was kind of my early experience on uh, wedge grinding way back when. But, um, you know, fast forward to my time at TaylorMade, uh, came on board in '09 here, and I was hired to run our Kingdom test facility for a couple years. Uh, so that was a nice introduction to the company. Uh, you know, I have a strong-fitting background and that was a great way for me to kind of get plugged in uh, and shedding uh, my former company's uh, image in different ways. As as you know, when you change companies, uh, you know you, you carry some some baggage, some good, some not so good. <laughs> but uh, and then they moved me into uh, U.S. sports marketing here uh, after a couple of years, and that is the division at TaylorMade that is responsible for managing all of our club professionals in the country. Um, I specifically have half the country. So I look after our best uh, club pros uh, like Michael blocks of the world and Ryan Vermeer and uh, you know, the guys that sell our product play great golf and are true ambassadors of our brand. Um, But you know, Speeding it up a little bit, Uh, I sat down with David Ableys, our CEO, about five or six years ago, who actually hired me here to tailor-made along with Mark King, Um, and he knew my product background, he knew my influence from my father and my playing and my fitting time, and he says, we'd love to have you more involved in product, and there was an opportunity on the wedge side of things to come in and basically take over our wedge design from a shaping, understanding the bounces, understanding feel, fitting performance, kind of wrap my arms around, you know, some of the R&D guys in here and, and bring something to the table that really didn't quite exist at TaylorMade. And uh, it's just been a, a marriage made in heaven with getting me plugged into the wedge team. And uh, really MG3 was my first, wedge design um that I'm responsible for and that pretty much changed our, our world in the wedge business and really put us into the conversation uh that you know we always had good solid wedges in the company but they weren't they weren't part you know of I would say our, our leadership out on the PGA tour and we needed to really kind of start working that angle downward into our product design and development. And
0: uh, so that's what I do now. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to talk about MG4, but oh, boy, what a what a full resume that is. Like, that's that's a quite a life up till now. And you know, back when your father put that wedge in your hand and said, you know, different ways to shape through the turf and, and whatnot. I mean, back then it was one wedge, and now it's a now it's like a, a family of the of the of the short clubs in your bag. But take us back to original before your time, original milled grind, and and where where it's come from here, and then we'll jump into MG4
1: yeah so you know the evolution of milled grind really has taken on quite a different um perspective so to speak in in our in our development and where we came from with wedges basically you know mild grind 1 was a beautiful shaped wedge um it had a you know fairly aggressive groove design to it, but it really created a franchise and that's the most important thing where we didn't really have a franchise of wedges we We changed the names we changed designs every two to three years we were x f t design we were um we were a t v design we were e f t with interchangeable faces we were kind of you know shooting from the hips with a lot of cool technologies, but really you know, in the marketplace, you need to have a franchise that stands on its own. And uh, we realized that. So introduce Milled Grind 1. You had the Milled Grind story where you had completely consistent sole shapes and face shapes based off of the milling process. That was really what we were going to create this baseline off of. Um, and then we introduced Milled Grind 2 two years later. Uh, some shape changes happened. I wasn't quite plugged into the, the wedge part of uh, the business at that time, um, but we introduced raw face, and we introduced a etching, a laser etching process on the face that now really changed the world from us in regards to performance, uh, and, that, and that was related to spin performance, really from dry to wet conditions. Uh, it really, nobody talked about wet spin conditions four to five years ago. You knew the effects of playing in, in water, but you really didn't have anything to combat it other than your techno, or your technique as a player. And better players can control their spin, but no matter how good you are, you're going to lose dramatic amount of spin and your launch angles are going to go up dramatically the minute that golf ball gets wet. And we play in wet conditions. 70% 70% of the time, even if you don't detect water, there's moisture down there. There's debris. There's a lot of things that add to the loss of spin uh, once that's introduced. So MG2 kind of put us on the map with a great spin story and then bring forward the MG3 launch. And that was a more of a durability story, Tom, that created a longer lasting uh dry-to-win uh, wet spin effect. So we got about 50% more length of our spin rate uh, retention with the micro ribs that were on MG3. So we knew we had a great story, but MG4 really kind of allowed me to continue to develop Um, uh, a launch and spin story better than what we had in MG3. And that was because of how we now aggressively introduced a new laser treatment onto the face that we're um, romantically calling (laughs) uh, spin treads. And spin treads act like the treads on a tire that, you know, the groove does about 60 to 70% of moisture removal, but it needs some help. And the face treatment increases your friction, it increases definitely your spin retention from dry to wet, and we picked up almost 20 to 30% more spin uh, when we went into wet conditions with this new aggressive laser treatment.
0: So if I'm looking at a graph when you're looking at uh, MG1 and now MG4 and you can see how how it's gone up, I would think also that you're tour player interaction and involvement and everything has gone up with it. They love it. What are they, uh, we can't get our hands on MG4 just yet. We can pre-order, but what? what's your staff saying about this?
1: Yeah, well, great question. I had the opportunity to really uh, expose MG4 to all of our tour players at our official PGA Tour launch at the, the Travelers Championship, you know, about five, six weeks ago. Um, I've been working over the last two to three years with our best uh, athletes out there, with Rory, with Colin, um, and we've had some great feedback, which really added to the development of MG4. But once these guys got MG4 officially in their hands, uh, the acceptance of that wedge was nearly a 100% the minute I showed them and brought out their specific uh, replacement or their gamers for uh, for the travelers, uh, we we pretty much built all of their wedges two specs. Um, I spent about an hour to a, an hour and a half with each guy going through the the design, going through exactly what they're going to see, and the feedback was spectacular from better feel softer feel um the shape you know we didn't even talk about really some of the subtle shape changes that i made on the profile especially in the higher loft which was all tour feedback based so uh we're off to a hot start um you know we had the uh official embargo launch uh two days ago and our club pros are starting to get the wedges in their hand our reps have been out showing and uh Pre-selling to all of our accounts, and the feedback has been spectacular from the field.
0: Greg, what advice do you give to our listeners here? I would think personally. Normally, I would say, "Hey, if you know your, if you know the lofts you have in your bag, that's ninety percent of it." But here, there are so many options with the different grinds you have in the. And you've you, you got a tiger grind on here as well. You got <laughs> copper finish, black finish, raw finish. And there's so many options. I would think if you're going to invest like this in your game, and you're talking three to four clubs, I would take the time to get fit for this at, w- at, a, at one of our fitters, wouldn't you? hundred um, percent.
1: You know, it. You know, the chances of you really landing on the right wedge, especially in your highest loss where you have the majority of bounces uh, in the L wedge. You know, we now have literally seven bounce sole geometries to choose from. Uh, last year we had three, and if you throw Tiger's design into there, that was four last year. Now we have seven. So it definitely just shows that the fine little details and subtleties of bounce really make a huge difference enough to have these many bounces in the marketplace. We're a serious contender, and, you know, spending time not only understanding your gap fitting, basically, how much distance you have between each wedge and how you want to set up your, your bag with loft is super important. But understanding really your swing dynamics and getting on a launch monitor and looking at um, your launch and spin, that is very important to controlling distance. Um, picking the right sole is really coming down to you talking about with your fitter, uh, understanding how you attack the ball with your angle of attack how steep you are, how shallow you are, how you release the club. So there's a, you know, wedge fitting is is probably 70% science and about 30% art. You've got to get out there and try different things and just have a pretty good understanding of what your swing motion is, and that's working with somebody. Uh, We're going to do a great job at retail explaining our bounce story with plenty of of point-of-sale information on all of our grinds so we're going to kind of guide the consumer through that fitting process the best we can at retail.
0: Well, Greg, it's been awesome having you on. I can't wait to see these in person. Thanks so much for the time. How about some, some final words for our listeners here?
1: Well, like you said, it's, Fitting, getting fit for the wedges is the most important thing. Um, it's where you score. It's where you're going to really see the most amount of strokes. Yes, we love to sell drivers, and that's super important, but spend time with finding the best three or four wedges for your game, you're going to see the biggest difference and make sure MG4 is part of that conversation now.
0: Yeah, not everybody can hit a 300, but everybody can get up and down from under 100. You know, all you got to do is have the have the right tools and have the right attitude and work at it. Congratulations on this, Greg. This is a fantastic line, and, th- and thanks again. And, hey, let's do it again down the road. Love to. Thanks, Tom. The MG4 wedges from TaylorMade Golf, as Greg said, get into one of our retail locations, take the time, get fit, find the right grind, the right lofts, and everything for your game to make sure that you have the right wedges in your bag. It'll make a difference. Well, special thanks to Greg Cesario for joining us today and to you, our listeners, and we'll do it again next time when we have another episode of the Worldwide Golf Shops Insider Podcast right here at worldwidegolfshops.com. So long, everyone.